Good evening, Sanbonani Dumalang, and welcome to episode 154 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandongwa Kumalo, I'm coming to you all the way from the Eastern Cape. I'm somewhere uh, near the mountains. I'm literally looking at the sun setting uh, here in the Eastern Cape. It's absolutely breathtaking. I got to spend some time up in the mountains and driving for most of today, so that's why I'm still uh, in my mountain wear. Uh, but of course, the show never stops. We never stop bringing you the best when it comes to all things relating to property and making sure that we make your property journey and your home ownership journey as uh, you know seamless as humanly possible. It is one of those things that can be very daunting and quite intimidating, uh, but we're always here to make sure that that process is so much easier for you. Well, you do know if you're watching us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, or even on Twitter that we have been running that great competition uh, on our Facebook page where we wanted to know from you of all the episodes that we've had, you know, on Monday, we're celebrating 150 episodes of the Private Property Podcast. And we wanted to find out from you, what have you learned from watching all the great episodes and share with us how it has certainly impacted you on your home ownership journey. We gave away a thousand rand cash prize on Monday. And for the rest of the week, I've been giving away uh, 500 rand in cash. So we didn't get uh, to give that price away yesterday because of course, one of the big things that you do have to do in order to claim that price is to be watching us live. So when we choose you, you need to be able to pick up your hand and uh, claim that price. I already see some of you. I see Sarafina Svia uh, saying happy Friday. Happy Friday, Sarafina. I do hope that you're having quite a good one uh, wherever you are. Michelle also saying hashtag your space, your rules. Uh, I, I do hope that a lot of you are enjoying your Friday, probably about to get your Friday started. After this show, I'm going to take in the last little bit uh, of the view here before we get ready for dinner. Now, I did promise yesterday that we're going to give away two 500 rand cash prizes because we couldn't give it away yesterday. So you want to make sure that you are watching us live if you want to claim that prize. Uh, we are quite excited to give away this money. So please do make sure that you are watching if you've uh, you know, entered the competition and wait until the tail end uh, for us to announce that winner. Now, to get into this evening's you know, conversation, we're joined by somebody that we've spoken to before here on the Private Property Podcast. And we're looking at property education, uh, you know, looking at the basics for ordinary homeowners. I think one of the things that we tend to struggle with, especially right now, is so many people are struggling sometimes to access home finance uh, because of the nature of their finances or how they didn't manage their finances that well. And to help us better understand the implications of, you know, if you have bad credit or if perhaps there's, uh, you know, garnish order in your name, what are some of the things that you can do to essentially financially rehabilitate yourself in order for you to be back on track to owning your home? And this evening, I'm joined by Usoli Mulepasacharo, who is the founder and director of Seth Small. Uh, Soli, good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. Good evening, Zama. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know, I mean, sorry, we've had you before, and I think one of the big things that we even spoke about the last time we were here was about you know, the lack of 
um, property education and financial education when it comes to ensuring that Abandu are best equipped and empowered to make the right decisions that set them up for home ownership. Perhaps take us through some of the you know big reasons uh, that people struggle to access home ownership. I mean, it's, and this is something that you deal with quite regularly. So perhaps do share with our viewers at home about what are some of the barriers of entry that a lot of uh, you know, people at home tend to sometimes struggle with because of their bad credit. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Zama, uh, for, for, for having me on board. And uh, yeah, welcome the, the viewers out there. Uh, the timing of today's topic is the right time, you know, because now we're going to festive season. Uh, if I give you the generic background, to say the festive season is on now has started, we tend to lose our heads, we tend to lose our, our, our focus and, and, and damage ourselves financially caused by one day, forgetting our journey that we still need to take forward in the next coming years. So we, 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 we developed a unique program called Credit Literacy. And, and wellness in addressing the literacy part of credit because a lot of people don't understand what is credit. They only sign documents, they only accept what is given to them. They, they, they don't understand that the credit literacy is critical to survive. Today's life is based on credit and how you, you play the game of credit. You can survive and make a big, huge difference in your life. So we see millions a lot of people out there even if the interest rates are down but millions of people more than more than people who are owning houses are still needing those houses but they are denied access because of the system of this credit uh, uh, people don't understand what is required in, in in approval of a home loan specifically in the home loans where we investigated we researched what is the key critical element of getting a home loan approved and when we look at it in comparison to the financial institution versus the humankind or the human nature or the lifestyle of people we find that the people don't have a clue what is credit what does it mean uh, remember the last show we spoke about the contractual obligations and 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 and, and the accountabilities coming to finance so People don't understand that if I get a loan of clothing made or a credit, if I get credit, the responsibilities attached to credit, the technicality which is hidden, is causing most of the people not to qualify for credit. This technicality knowledge is not being exposed to them to say, if you don't pay on time, if you don't pay the right amount, or if you don't even pay extra hundred rand on top of your installment, you are, you are building your credit profile. People have no clue about that. In short, is to say a credit bureau record is the second important document in human nature this nowadays. It's like an ID, you know, an ID is important. It's followed, we classify this credit bureau record as the second personal important document in your life. If it's clean, if it's perfect, if it's, people don't even understand what is a credit score. You know, these are elements of qualifying, of, of paying or, or, or of making your credit uh, eligible for approval. So this program is entirely targeting that information to be empowered to the communities to say, you are not bad, it's because you don't know. 
Mm, the empowerment mm, must say change the mindset. The empowerment says know and understand the technicalities. Mm. Well, sorry, I think when we, and this is something that you mentioned earlier on that we are heading into the festive season. Yeah. Uh, a lot of viewers at home might probably want to, you know, whether spend quite a bit for Christmas or perhaps the new year. Yeah. But there's also a group of people who are already finding themselves in, in, in a situation where their finances are not doing so well, but they haven't unfortunately been able to pay off their debts on time um, every month, where sometimes you kind of, you know, borrow from Peter to mm. give to Paul. And some of the people of Akolotimali. And yeah. if we now also look at some of those people, perhaps, uh, you know, shed light for us how we can then get back on track. Because we do yeah. know that people yeah. want to be able to yeah. get back on track in order to qualify for that home loan. I think one of the big questions that we tend to get asked on the Private Property Podcast is along, what do we then do if... For example, I already have that bad credit score or there's already a judgment in my name. What are some of the active steps that I can take in order to ensure that I get back on that home ownership track? Great Great question, Zama. It's all rest on the lifestyle of a person from a psychological point of view. It all means you need to, I usually use the methodology of, of cutting costs from a business point of view, you know? As compared to no, we can give, we can give you a consolidation loan. You can we can borrow you. I, I don't believe in that. I believe in a human being changing the lifestyle that is current now. Prune, cut waste. Don't borrow and keep on borrowing. Just tighten the belt. My song is tighten. As I said last time, I don't say don't buy ice cream. You know, I'm saying you used to buy a 500 gram ice cream. Buy a 250 this time. You know cut cost and look after yourself and focus on this journey to say, at the end of the day, I'll be rewarded. Now, let's just give for an example what you just said, what we picked up, the judgment, for an example. Uh, uh, technically, if, if someone has paid his or her debts and this person has got a letter from a creditor saying, you don't owe me at all, I'm done with you. The technicality there is updating the credit bureau record. We see people having this judgment for five years, for 10 years, long they've finished paying the, the, the debt. And now the credit bureau is not updated. The question is, who needs to update the credit bureau records? You see, now we see a gap there. And then we say, okay, people don't know about if you finish paying your debt, you simply can go to court and resign the judgment. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to stand in front of the magistrate. I'm sorry what I'm going to say. Some legality, some legal practitioners are charging extremely unaffordable fees, whereby this person has just been rehabilitated financially, doesn't have money. He wants his life back. That's how sensitive I judge it. This person wants to come. You finish paying his credit, but now you say, I resign. Whereas the majority of the people, and based on also on the NCR, if you have paid your debt, you simply go to the clerk of court and get the resignment letter. I've demo, I've practiced it has happened for free. Now we see the very same people who have struggled for the past years paying debts. When they finish, they're still being punished again to say, "No, give me eight grand, then I'll resign it." You know, I, I feel that's unfair business practice. The second thing, which is critical to people, is that. They still believe, no, I'll, I don't pay them this month. Hmm? I'll pay them for two installments next month. Already, that credit bureau record, you are damaging yourself. You say, you're not a good payer. 
And when they score you now, when you apply for a home loan, you are being denied access by a mere simple closing account, a mere car installment, a mere, a mere small line and a debt, if I may put it that. It's denying you access to a big debt, which is life. So we are simply saying, let the people be empowered. Technicality is critical here to say, if I have a judgment, what is the pros and procedures of resigning it? A lot of people are sending documents to us. They don't, want, they don't know who to access in the credit bureau. The creditor this side is denying them to give them the paid up letters. You know, it's, it's just people don't know their rights as we spoke in the last talk. So we are simply saying, empower yourself with credit knowledge, technicality knowledge is critical to say a judgment can be resigned if you paid it up you don't even have to spend a grand to resign it you don't even have to pay a cent if i may put it that way and there's garnish here some people went far dead i call them dead in bracket garnish here liquidations those are heavy punches of credit which they can destroy you in your you know in your life if you don't understand what to do how to do it where to go who to do and all that so we're simply saying the credit literacy program is, is, is one of the critical elements that you need to inquire about this technicality. Secondly, some people are not, are not prioritizing as they lack technical knowledge of credit. They don't prioritize what is important. They still prioritize, uh, you know, in our, in, our, in our fashion culture, they're still thinking if I'm dressed expensive, I'm a better person. Yes, we are a better person, but are you worth those clothes you are wearing. I usually put it in simple terms to say you might wear a leather jacket clothing of 10,000, rent 20,000. Where do you sleep? Where, where, where are you still sleeping on the floor? But I'm simply saying understand the credit part. Lastly, Zama, the interest rates that we have spoken about today, I want us to, to also add that interest rates in this chapter to say they have been kept at 3.2. They haven't changed yesterday or the day before. And the flock and the flow of people of getting approved is going to be high, it's going to increase. For getting January, February, they must start picking up these interest rates. The question is, are you going to afford when the interest rate goes up? That is another credit technicality that we need to look at. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, to almost go back, uh, sorry, I mean, and, and I like that you actually, uh, your latter point is around the, the, the interest rate. We saw that the Reserve Bank governor had it remain at 3.5%. And I think one of the big things that we've also been emphasizing here on the Private Property Podcast is having a false sense of affordability. We know that as we've been seeing the interest rate, you know, go down the past two meetings, it's yeah. remained the same. One of the big things has been you almost want to look at what the interest rate was in January and assess whether you'd still be able to make the payment um, when the interest rates go up, because we already know that they're going to go up. Uh, I think that's that's a given. Everybody essentially knows that um, it may not be in the next quarter, in the next two quarters, yeah. but we do anticipate that interest rates are going to go up. So it becomes important that even as you're financially planning, as much as you want to take advantage of the historically low interest rates and access property or properties that you previously weren't able to access that in the event that they go up which we know they will you'll still be able to make payments so that is something that's actually quite crucial and if anything in the event where you currently have debt right now it's a perfect time to be paying off that debt um, because essentially the interest component is less than what it was when interest rates were higher so you almost want to prioritize where you're channeling your money towards during this period are you going to be paying off 
yeah. uh, some of the debt and almost give yourself that time frame of in the next, suppose, 12 to 18 months, I'm making sure that I am eliminating all of my debt, whether it's a credit card, an overdraft, uh, you know, a revolving loan, or if you've got store accounts, so that you slowly start uh, prepping for, uh, you know, making sure that you save for that deposit, yeah. you save for transfer fees and the likes. So that is something to always bear in mind when you have property, to be able to look at where you financially are right now and start making decisions based on where you ultimately want to go. We're yeah. going to go for a quick break. When we come back, I want us to be looking at some of the mistakes that um, you know a lot of buyers typically make uh, who already own property. So let's say you've already got your first property. Uh, perhaps you've already you know acquired a little bit of debt. What are some of the mistakes that we're making at home that potentially jeopardizes our odds of getting that second home loan? Because we're also seeing that a lot of uh, property buyers right now, not only first-time home buyers, they are quite a significant portion of the market, but they're also home buyers who are now looking at their you know, second property. So you're looking at that second property being your first investment property or rental property. So what are some of the mistakes that we're making and um, that prevent us from being able to access those properties? Because this is probably when you already have gotten acclimatized to making a bond payment because it goes off every month. If you're living in a sectional title community, you're, you've gotten used to paying your levies, you've gotten used to paying rates. So there, there's a certain sense of awareness around how much it costs to own property and how you should be managing that. But the moment you're looking at investing in property and buying that rental unit, uh, you almost there's almost a, you know, a minor change and you, all, you also have to, you know, Think slightly differently about the manner in which you manage your finances. We're going to go for a quick break. And of course, after the break, we'll also be announcing the two winners of that 500 Rand cash prize. Uh, we are looking forward to finding out who's going to walk away with this one. Remember, you do have to be tuned in live in order to stand a chance of walking away with the cash prize. We'll be back just after this. Welcome back to the Friday edition of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamantongwa Kumalo. I'm coming to you all the way from the beautiful and breathtaking Eastern Cape. Uh, I certainly am going to make a habit of coming to these parts of the world uh, slightly more. And of course, this evening, we're talking about making sure that we're better acquainted with, uh, you know, understanding our property education when it comes to us being homeowners and making sure that we get our finances in the right place for whether you want to buy your first property, but certainly when you also want to add additional properties into your property portfolio. I'm speaking to somebody who needs no introduction uh, here to the Private Property Podcast. We've had him as a guest before. That is Usoli Mulefe Sitraro, who is the founder and the director at Setsmall. Soli, um, you know, before the break, I did say I wanted you to take a through some of the mistakes that 
you find homeowners make when it comes to especially buying that second property. So you've already got the first property, maybe you've owned it for a couple of months or a couple of years. You're now looking at expanding your property portfolio. What are some of those mistakes that those particular homeowners uh, essentially make that sometimes hinders their possibilities of being able to access that second home loan? Yeah, Zama, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up the first session with that question of the mistakes. And then uh, uh, I, what we picked up, the challenge or the blockage, which is critical. People don't know that they need to, the affordability, what does it mean in the affordability to qualify for home loan? The, the, the bank state, the three months bank statement, that must be positive. Positive meaning money should be there so that the bank can be able to deduct their bonds after expenses and all that. People make a mistake. You find that now they apply their balance sheet or their book or their budget, it's, it's zero, zero. There's no money. How is going the bank going to, where's the money going to come from? You know, mm. we, we simply write, which is one of the critical elements. Now let's move on to the current homeowners now who want to expand or who wants to buy or who doesn't, they, they're just homeowners. Let's put it in a general, it affects everybody. Whether you invest or what, it affects. Our, our worry is the legacy of this home ownership. Our worry is the transition of the next generation of this particular house or property or flat. We see a huge mistake whereby it's, it's, it's the law, Western law versus culture, where, where we are saying, we write a will here. In this case, let's say an example. You write a, you need to write a will and tell us what must we do with this house when you are not there? What must we do with these houses when you are not there? And at the same time, people are still using cultural process and procedures in transferring property. And, and when we get to the this office, when we get to the, to the conventions, it's chaos. Where in simple situation is to say, I pass on practically. Now, my wife gets married to another guy and they stay in my house. And then my wife later dies. Who owns that house? Is this Mampara guy who just came after I died? You, you know, you know, we are simply seeing that in numbers. Currently now, because of lack of this education, we see the, the, the nephews, the Kohoro is Uluana. They are chasing parents. They, they, they are in a hurry to own these houses because they were not properly educated to say, hey, you say Kugitila. You remember that show? There is another show. Somebody say Kugitila. It's 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 something that is a it's, it's a time bomb. Whereby, how do we transfer property that you own to the next generation uh, in a proper procedure versus culture? Where I say this house belongs to the last born or to the second born. You know that confusion we see as one of the biggest mistake that is brought that has demolished, destroyed families because now you, you favor me, uh, you don't like that one. But in short, I'm simply saying to people, please, when you are in a normal setup mindset, write a will, tell us so that there's no confusion, there's no chaos, there's no war. When we have passed on, that is what we are having now in my office, challenges to say, come and mediate and come and address. I am Lefe, I'm Sichuaro. In my house, there's a Kumalo there. The Kumalo tells me that he belongs here. It is his house. I said, are you crazy? Go to the Kumalos, you know, in simple terms. But 
that person still has a right in my house because he's my nephew. Well, so, so I think, you know, so like, I'll come and I think one of the, the big things with that one, because it, it, it does become quite a contentious one, uh, a contentious one when it comes to, you know, family home, uh, family yeah. home, especially in townships, because yeah. there's quite a lot of debate. I think the big thing there, and it is something that uh, we've spoken about here on the, on the Private Property Podcast, is firstly the importance, obviously, of making sure that you have a will. Uh, yeah. But before we even get to the will aspect, you know, when you look at a lot of the family homes, I know that government had run, uh, we'll call it a program, but they've been running uh, a program to get the right people on the title deed where they're doing, you know, title deed, let's call it a program to make sure that those houses um, sort of move from being owned by the state to being owned by certain family members. And it's something that's been, you know, ongoing for quite a number of years. I mean, I, I, and I speak, for example, uh, when I look at Isoweto as an area, that's something mm -hmm. that has been happening there for quite a number of years where they also make it um, available as much as possible and trying to make sure that, um, you know, people have the right members or right people in their family on that title deed. Um, and that was something that we even touched on yesterday is understanding the importance of a title deed as a document and the importance of who then is on that title deed. So to viewers at home who sometimes find themselves in situations like that, it really is important that you firstly have an understanding of when you, certainly when you're dealing with the family home, have an understanding of um, if there's a title deed in place, whose name or names are on the title yeah. deed, and really have an open conversation as the family around that one, because we sometimes do tend to find that that isn't a conversation that we have um, very openly at home, which is probably a very good starting point to mitigate any potential conflict in the future, uh, because we obviously don't want that one. Now, Sally, you know, before we wrap up this conversation, I think yeah. perhaps share with us a last tip when it comes to viewers at home who are currently not in the best financial situation. They do have ambitions of, let's say, in a year's time. So this time next year, they want to be able to start looking for a property uh, to buy as opposed to renting uh, a property. What are some of the active steps uh, can they take at this moment to make sure that one year from now, they're in a better position to be able to uh, buy that first home? Exactly, Zan. That point you are raising now, it pushes me now to talk about how do we stop, how do you avoid a house being repossessed? That's another angle, you know? You are in a financial problem, you are in a financial challenge, and now here is a house, a bond sitting with you. People don't know there are solutions to that. One of them is to is to supplant your house, swallow your pride, and supplant that room or that garage, and, and get finances, and join hands to say, okay, this guy's going to pay me two grand, I'll contribute two grand, then you can pay the bond. The bank doesn't care about that house. It wants to see its money. What you're doing about that house is up to you, but as long as you can pay them. The second option is to rent the house to the, the entire house and go back home and recharge the batteries. The nice thing is you'll still be sustaining ownership. You know, that house is not going to be repossessed. You are going home to recharge the batteries, repair, your mistakes, as, as it has been, you put it nicely, mistakes. And you still have an opportunity to say, I'm worth that house. It's my house. It's worth a million bucks. You are continuing sustaining that home ownership. When you recover, yes, they will talk in townships where we specialize. They will say, I'm also boy. But who cares? You are, you are protecting a valuable asset that can change your life. Therefore, rent the house, go back home, or go and rent a small in a garage room let them pay you the bond until you recover financially. 
I'm avoiding people to go and borrow money. I'm coming with these strategies to say, look, you don't have to borrow money, just have to cut. The third option, the third option is you can sell that house after you have been, we have educated, we have consulted the right people, where you sell it at a profit, where you'll be able to settle the balance owing. And, and we engage the banks there to say there's early settlement, there's discounts there. We negotiate on your behalf to say, oh, let's avoid repossessing. I, I feel so sad when the house is being repossessed. Yeah. And people don't know that by the time the bank repossesses your house, it has taken a minimum of eight months. It's a process. They don't just wake up and repossess. And where yeah. are you? Is that mindset now? That mindset is that they won't take me out of my house. Only to find time moves and you're busy getting into areas. Once you start and so I actually want to, to I want to bring you back because I, I know viewers at home are probably waiting for this one. So for those people who in a year's time definitely want to make sure that they they then own. Uh, let's say they don't, they currently not, they don't currently own any property. Yeah. Uh, so they're looking at buying that first property. They're not in the best financial uh, situation right now. What What's one active step that they can take in order to make sure that a year from now, they're in a better position to be able to buy that right. first home? It's also, as I said, the mindset shift is a psychological mindset to say, we want to buy this house in the next six months, in the next one year. Make analysis of your financial standing see what is important, what is necessary, cut it or remove it or pay it off. It's, 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 a, it's, a, mind, it's a powerful mind drive of, of starting this journey. That's why I'm saying you'll have to change psycholo mentally, psychologically to say, I'm going to downgrade my car. A good example is that one. You can't drive a Mercedes-Benz if you want a house. Drop it and go for Toyota, if I may put it in that way. You are downgrading in order to upgrade a bigger home ownership or a better way of owning a house. Are you going to tell them downgrade? You can drive a Jeep, whether you're staying at your mother's house. Come on, you want to imagine downgrade that Jeep, the difference money that you downgraded from the installment of the Jeep, you invested into your general home ownership. So, so then I, so I guess, sorry, so, so I, and, and I actually like the, the sentiment that you're sharing that the big thing is to be able to firstly assess your financial situation. Yeah. So get a sense of where you financially are. And I think the big thing, and I, and I say this quite a lot here in the Private Property Podcast, mm -hmm. is don't be ashamed of where you financially are. Sometimes life happens and you get into you know very bad financial mm -hmm. situations. Yeah. Exactly. But be honest with where you are in order for you to actively start working towards where you want to go. And yeah. be serious about the steps yeah. that you want to be able to take in order to you know ultimately... Uh, get to that home ownership. Well, Sully, we are going to leave it there this evening. Thank you so much for joining us. And I'm sure that viewers at home have found this one quite insightful, you know, understanding why it's so important for us to have a handle on our finances, having a better understanding of credit and the positive, but particularly the negative way that not understanding credit could potentially yeah. have on our home ownership journey is so crucial. Thank you very much today, Sully, for joining us. And we're there, Zama. Let them consult us, let them consult you. We're there to help specifically for home ownership, credit for home ownership. 
And thank you so much there, Solly. So do make sure that you reach out to you know professionals because yep. this is one of those things that sometimes you probably might not be able to do it on your own and no, you might no. need uh, you know, a little bit of encouragement uh, along the way. Well, we're going to yep. leave it there this evening with the Solly. We're going to go for a quick break. When we come back, we will be announcing those two lucky winners of that 500 Rand cash prize. I hope that they're watching. Uh, if they're not, we'll probably may have to roll this over to, to Monday. Uh, we do hope that you're watching and be able to end off your week on a bang and be able to walk away with that 500 Rand in cash. We're going to be back just after this. Wow. Welcome back to the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamantungwa Kumalo. Uh, it is that time of the evening where we get to give away uh, 500 Rand in cash to one lucky viewer. Uh, but this evening, we are going to be giving away two 500 Rand cash prizes because we weren't able to do the giveaway yesterday. We do hope that the lucky winners are watching so that they're able to claim that prize. Uh, and I'm actually going to start with, let's see, because it's the first time, we'll, we'll start with reading uh, first, what the motivation was, and then say who the lucky winner is. And this one went, remember, this was a competition where we wanted to find out of the incredible 150 plus episode that we had had, uh, what have you learned along the way, especially when it comes to helping you on your property journey. And we were giving away on the episode on Monday, we were celebrating our 150th episode, we gave away 1000 Rand in cash. And uh, of course, for the rest of the week, because we were feeling uh, very festive we thought you know what let's give away 500 rand cash for all the episodes this week and this was one of the entries uh, that is this evening's potential viewer we do hope that they are watching and will be able to raise their hand in the next minute or two and they went um the private property live podcast has taught me exactly what to look for as a tenant there are pros and cons to renting someone else's property until i can afford to buy or own my own i now know my rights as a tenant and that of the landlords. Episode 140 and 149 were really informative in that regard. I am still on the lookout for a suitable place to rent that suits my requirements. And thanks to private property, I now know the way forward. Hashtag thank you, private property. And that one goes to Lucia Lisa Swartz. Uh, that's Lucia Lisa Swartz. Uh, congratulations there, Lisa. I actually love that post because it also shows that, and this is something that we like occurring here, that the Private Property Podcast isn't only for homeowners or property investors, but it's also for uh, tenants and for tenants to better understand what 
they can or cannot do what their rights and responsibilities are. Because oftentimes, I, I certainly feel as though sometimes, uh, you know, tenants don't know as much as they probably should in order to also make their home um, renting journey as seamless as possible. So that post came from uh, Lucia Lisa Suarez. We're going to give her a, a minute to make herself known. And of course, in the event that she does raise that hand, she'll get to walk away with that 500 rand in cash. I nearly said 500,000. Imagine if I said that. <laughs> I literally nearly thought 500,000. Uh, there's probably something about that. I think that might just be a lucky number uh, somehow. So that is Lucia Lisa Suarez. We do hope that if you're watching, drop us a message. Of course, this competition, we're only running it on our Facebook page. So if you're watching us on Instagram or you're watching us on YouTube, you have to enter this particular one on our Facebook page. And that's where we get the like winners that's also where we track uh if you you know get back to us in time when we announce who the lucky winner is and see whether or not uh you know you're able to walk away with that prize I'm going to ask my colleague here if they haven't heard anything yet from uh lucia lisa swartz who gave us that really great post about how she has uh, felt certainly more empowered as a tenant which is something that's so important because i do think that sometimes the the skills are not tilted in the tenant's favor when it comes to certain things because when we are renting we might sometimes feel as though you know what we don't know as much as we'd probably like to know uh, so we are waiting i'm going to give lisa the last sort of 20 30 seconds to get to us and make herself known uh in the event that she is watching and she'll get to walk away with that 500 rand in cash and of course, if we don't find a winner this evening, which is going to be very interesting uh, because we weren't able to find one yesterday. Uh, I know that we've already got a potential uh, you know, runner up and I see that my colleague has now said that they haven't heard anything from Lisa. So unfortunately, we're going to have to move on uh, to the next person who's potentially going to walk away with that uh, 500 rand in cash. Remember the big thing with this one, you have to be watching us live in order to be able to win the prize. Um, and the second one is actually coming from, um, I'm going to first say who they are, and then we will say, uh, you know, who the, the lucky person potentially is. And this particular post is from Udijela Whale Sundowns. Dijela Whale Sundowns goes, hashtag private property is making things easy for me to know better about investing into property. I also enjoyed the episode getting youth into their first investment with APSA. I enjoy watching this podcast when I don't have data. I watch them in YouTube when they are not live. Keep them coming. I absolutely love that. So you're certainly a young person, you're looking to get into property and you want to make sure that you equip yourself with as much information as possible before you know making that big leap. And that one is coming from Udijela, Whale Sundance. So Dijela, uh, we're also going to give you a minute or two to be able to, you know, make yourself known and see whether or not you're able to walk away with that 500 rand in cash. Uh, remember, we are running this competition on our Facebook page. And I was saying in the event where, you know, we don't get an outright uh, winner with this one, we're probably going to 
roll it over again to Monday. And maybe Monday we might just make it 1,000 Rand cash. Uh, maybe we might up the stakes just a little bit uh, so that we can see if the people who enter the competition are actually going to be online. And I mean, I think one of the big things is if you're going to enter a competition and one of the terms of that particular competition is that you should be watching it live, then really the big thing is you make sure that you are tuned in live so that you're able to win that competition. So I do hope that uh, we're able to hear from Ooh, Dijela, Will, Sundance. I'm going to see if my colleague can let me know if they are live on air. In the event where they are not live, we may have to wrap this one up and see what happens on Monday. Look, I, I always say I love giving away money. If people don't want this one, maybe I must see if the team will will send it my way. I know they won't. I'm just joking. I know that they're not going to do that. Uh, we certainly do love giving away the cash price. So we may have to find very creative ways to make sure that we give this money away. One of the big things, we want to give the money away. So it's all up to you whether or not you're going to walk away with this price. They have to be watching us live uh, in order to be able to claim the prize. That's the only way that you're able to claim this particular prize. I'm waiting to hear from my colleague one last time if we haven't heard anything from Udijela. And in the event where we don't hear anything from Dijela, then we may have to wrap this one up, get our weekend started. The sun is finally set here in the Eastern Cape. Uh, I think one of the nice things with being the side of the world is that the sun sets slightly later than, you know, back home in Joburg. So as I've been doing the show, I've literally been looking, you know, at a mountain uh, that's been quite breathtaking. So I think that's actually quite a, a great way for me to end off my weekend and 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 if anything i should probably make it a point to go to different parts of the country i think it's 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 unfortunate that we find ourselves in the middle of covid and you know traveling is not as easy i've certainly felt quite anxious about the prospects of traveling even though there have been certain areas that i've wanted to go to and even certain projects where you know there's construction happening in those uh, areas and i wanted to get a sense of those construction projects uh, to potentially see if it's something that i'd want to invest in well my colleague uh Utujes, let me know that we haven't also heard from our second winner unfortunately we're going to have to leave it there uh, this evening, which is quite unfortunate because we did want to give away uh, money every single day this week. So that's the second day in a row where we haven't been able to uh, get the person who was uh, who's posts we liked and would have wanted to give that 500 rand cash prize to uh, but we're going to roll this one over perhaps we'll make it that 1000 rand uh, cash prize for the monday episode we'll have a conversation with the team and see how we best manage that one well folks that's it from me zamantungo kumalo here on the private property podcast thank you very much for tuning into us not just today but for the whole week i'll be back on your screen on monday evening at 7 p.m but i do not leave you alone you are of course going to be in the very capable hands of child of the weekend with the developers show that's going to be coming to your screen on saturday and sunday at 1 p.m i do hope that you're going to have a great weekend uh staying very safe ensure that you still keep to the rules the you know coronavirus is still very much here and poses quite a big threat uh, but until monday at seven o'clock hoping as usual that you stay home and stay safe
Hi, I'm Julia Chen. I'm a restaurateur living in the Cape Town City Bowl. My restaurant, Hallelujah, is situated right in the heart of the city. Over the last few years, the influx of young professionals has created so many new and exciting things to see and do. The rejuvenation of the city has been something really special to experience. There are some really beautiful suburbs in our neighborhood. Nestled below the iconic Table Mountain lies the Rannesuch and Tambursloch, filled with unique and beautiful homes. There's such a young vibe in the city, with an incredible blend of diverse cultures catering to everybody's desire. Within the city, there are so many genuine and passionate people, and you'll find them in places like the Woodstock Exchange. Offering everything from handcrafted works of art to a culinary experience hard to forget. For those who enjoy the outdoors, Lion's Head and Table Mountain are phenomenal places to explore. Living in the City Bowl has definitely given me my dream lifestyle, and this is my neighborhood.